recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. You're listening to Zed Games. My name is Hazel and I'm here in the studio with... Zara! And... Maylee. And how are you two? I am so tired and very excited. Yay! Yay! Uh, I am ashamed of myself because you asked that question and I had to suppress the voice inside of me that wanted... I don't know where this came from, but my immediate reaction was, I'm doing Pog Champ. You're doing <gasps> Pog Champ? You're doing Pog Champ! I'm doing pretty Pog Champ tonight, fellas. That's great. Oh, I am That's feeling the Pog Champ in the chili tonight. <laughs> that is... All right, you know what? I'm feeling pretty Pog Champ too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a great gonna... night. <laughs> <laughs> have you two been playing any games? I might have been playing a game. A game or two lately. Oh, no spoilers, but I might be talking about one of them tonight. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been playing some of the games on Steam Next Fest, the Ooh, demos. Oh, yeah. I have not. Tell me about them. Um, well, there's a game. Um, oh, my gosh. The game that I'm most excited for and I'm forgetting about, it is the musical game. The musical game. The musical Stray game. Gods. Stray, Stray Gods. Oh, yes. Stray Gods, yes. The musical yes. game. The, the, the musical, musical game. game, yes. Um, I played the trailer for that, and I'm just even more excited for Ooh. it now. I have not exposed myself to anything except that I know that it exists and roughly what it is. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that when it comes out, I will have time to just sit and play it with no preparation. I wish I was you. That sounds great. I'm delving deep into everything so mm. i'm so excited that these demos i think demos are so much fun yes i love them like remember two demos? opposite and equally valid ways to experience uh, a new thing yeah. yeah yeah i mean remember when demos were um included on say like a playstation 2 game or something and it was yeah. like if you press yes. these this combination of buttons on the main menu you get to play uh, a demo of crash uh nitro card or something yeah yeah that was a lot of fun i remember playing the demos that came with project gotham racing for the xbox and there was some weird stuff in there how weird what's i can't really remember but i just remember that it was weird okay i'm talking about the original xbox oh my memory is not that great like not that detailed back then (laughs) i'm imagining weird games from that era and i feel like it could be anything it was it was a crazy time it really it could, was. It, could be. it truly was the Wild West of, <laughs> video wild games. West of video games. I think that was actually like the late 80s, right before the crash. Ooh. Yes, that... that. Okay, I changed my mind. That is the Wild West of video games. Um, what is the current era we're in? The unwild west. But we're still west? Y- yes. It, uh, look, I can't... I'm not the one who comes up with these, all right? I just, I, it just comes to me, it's the Wild West or it's the Unwild West. It's- anyway, I have been playing <laughs> Noblelands, a new game, which I'm, I'm going to review eventually, but it's, um, it's good so far. Ooh, That's all I'll that. say. And coming up now is the Week in Gaming News from our friend Toby. Yay! 
This week in gaming news. The console wars have been decided. In a side note to the highly contested Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard is that to validate statements made by the parties presented, certain investigations needed to take place. And so the FTC has made a statement regarding the console wars. Firstly, Nintendo has been removed from contention due to its hybrid nature, reliance on first party games and, and I quote, underpowered performance. So, in the US, between Xbox and PlayStation, Generation 7 consoles... Xbox 360 beat the PS3, and in Generation 8, Sony beat out with a PlayStation 4. While the FTC didn't comment on the current generation, Microsoft has argued that they have consistently ranked third in the console wars. While Sony has made it clear that it doesn't want the planned merger to go ahead, Sony's CEO Jim Ryan has stated in response to the exclusivity of titles such as Starfield, I don't like it, but I don't view it as competitive. And with the possibility of losing Call of Duty in the future, I'd rather this didn't happen, but we'll be okay will be more than okay. In other Microsoft news, Xbox Series X and Game Pass are going to receive a price hike, with a console to get a price close to the PS5 and the Game Pass monthly subscription to increase around the globe. Oh, and Microsoft has missed its quarterly internal target by around 780 million US dollars. And don't you PC players think you can scoff in your corner watching all this? You better be sure you can run your moddable version of Starfield. With AMD partnering with Bethesda for release, your precious DLSS and RTX features on your new NVIDIA GPU may be left to the wayside. Oh, and there won't be any keyboard and mouse support for the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 coming in October. AI in Gaming the rebellion against AI being involved in game development continues with Jennifer Hale, the voice actor slash VA of Femship in Mass Effect, and David Hayter, the VA for Solid Snake from Metal Gear, voicing their concern of AI in the gaming industry. Hale has come forward emphasising the importance of protecting voice actors' work and voicing support of organisations like NAVA that provide contracts for safeguarding VR rights. Hater, while less concerned about the AI technology's impact on voice acting due to its lack of soul, agrees on the need for legal protection. Meanwhile, the introduction of machine learning platforms Unity Muse and Unity Centus has sparked concerns among developers and artists regarding the generation of AI-created assets and both the copyright and plagiarism issues now or in the future due to the art, assets and their datasets that the AI have been trained on. Diablo 4 news, because I'm playing it and I'm doing the news this week. Over the weekend, Blizzard was hit by a DDoS attack, lengthening the already superfluous wait time to play a game mostly played solo. These attacks lasted around 12 hours and roused players online to ask why the game has joined the always online generation. Well, this may be due to the online store which has the armor sets that can cost more than the base game, or maybe due to the item drops with a higher rarity than winning the lotto with only two dropped so far since release. Adam Jackson, lead class designer of the game, confirmed last week that there are six top-tier unique items in a tweet, all of which have staggering randomized stats. Yes, you could still get this with a bad roll. And I join other players in the sentiment that if one drops for you, it would be financially irresponsible not to sell your account. 
In other secrets revealed, if you are about to finish the game, maybe don't go skipping that credit roll, with several different jump scare styled post credit endings reported so far. These are all tipped to be clues into the gamut of expansions I'm sure are on the way for Diablo in the future. And if you haven't looked into the secret cow level, the internet is looking, and they're getting closer. Now for some game releases. So on Friday 30th of June, Master Detective Archives Raincode, a detective action game from the minds behind Danganronpa, and party game Everybody 1-2 Switch, both come to the Switch. And time-travelling puzzle point-and-click indie game Crime O'Clock is coming to PC and Switch. Tuesday, July 4th, Break Into the Subconscious with VA David Hayter on the PSVR 2 in Synapse. And lastly, Thursday, July 6th, experience the branching narratives of retro-inspired JRPG Alterium Shift, or experience bouldering in the climbing sim New Heights, both coming to PC. Last of all, face your fears in horror puzzler Guilt, G-Y-L-T, coming to PC, PlayStation and Xbox. Oh, and in games coming to TV, Sonic Prime's new season is airing on Netflix, and Among Us is getting its own TV series. It is in development at CBS Studio, and is reportedly being led by Owen Dennis, writer of Infinity Train, and animated by Titmouse of Big Mouth fame. However, no air date has been released. And that's all this week in gaming news. A big thank you to Toby for the news, and there's a couple of things that I think we should talk about. Okay, so uh, first things first, what console are you two? Because I was a very much a PlayStation baby. I grew up with Xboxes. Mm. I grew up with Playstations, although I play neither PlayStation nor Xbox since leaving my house Ooh, as a child. Mm. What this means something. I don't know what it means exactly, but it means something. It means I play PC and I play Switch. Well, yeah, there you go. It probably means that. That makes much more sense. Um, I grew up with a, an original Xbox with an Executor mod chip in it that my brother sold it in and hot glued the controls for very poorly to the back. I um, I put stickers on my PlayStation 2, and that's about as much customization as I was comfortable doing. Well, I had a nerd older brother. Well, so. okay. Well, I, yeah. I was the little sibling, so I got to be player two whenever Aww. it was allowed. Were you actually player two, or did they yeah. ever do that trick where they sort of like not actually? No, play? I was allowed to play. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, <laughs> I could kind of keep up. I could keep up well enough for player two. I always I enjoyed sort of like nerfing my own skills to try and make sure that the game would last longer for my sisters. <laughs> Um, I wish I'd had that from my sisters, but no. I mean, yeah. We played a lot of co-op games, though. It was good. I miss co-op games with my siblings. Right? Oh. I've looked up some... I've played some, like, obscure games, and I've looked them up, and apparently they were terrible. Oh. Like, they were rated really bad. I don't remember them being terrible. No, I remember them I being remember, very good and very fun. Right? As a child, these were the best games ever. Yeah, like, well, I don't know what these uh, c- reviewers or whatever critics are going on about... Um, Jack X was the best racing car game of that year that it came out. Maybe of all time. Maybe of all time, except <laughs> except for any Hot Wheels game. I think we're a bit off topic. Uh, oh, yes, we did get off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Hazel is Googling. 2005. I'm not sure which racing games came out in 2005, so I can't dispute this. Well, we don't talk about the other ones because they didn't count. They didn't yeah, matter. Not. They weren't Jack X Combat Racing. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. so they're irrelevant. They anyway, games. we were talking about this because <laughs> the FTC had to make a ruling on the console wars due to the which is merger of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard, which is... I mean, antitrust is good. It's good that they have to talk about this, but it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, I can't imagine... Like, if you went up to me, like, 20 years ago and were like, okay, eventually, oh, all these console people, um, they're going to start making strategies and uh, mergers and all that kind of stuff and things that were once console exclusive and no longer console exclusive. It's just, I don't... I don't know how to explain it. That's why I'm not talking about it exactly. Things were simpler. Things back were then. simpler when um, we weren't connected to the internet. I don't yeah. know. Probably. Um, are you excited about the Among Us show? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I was just. That was that we was so exhausted. Off um <laughs> off the mics about the unholy image of the Among Us in the big mouth art style since yeah i don't like thinking about it and um, i'm gonna try my best not to see it but, but mainly but did pitch the idea of of among us being like a psychological horror there's no reason they couldn't make a good show hold up it could be a good show perhaps among us it's a psychological horror but it's in the art style of peppa pig what see that's brilliant that's t- you should be in charge I am in charge. Okay, well, I have to write a follow-up <laughs> email. No, I'm in charge of this radio show right now. Oh, oh yeah, well, and yes. And I am deciding that now we're talking about Sonic Prime. Wait. Um, which oh. is... Pandering. Well, what Pandering you... to who? I like I it, too. I didn't bring it... Okay. It's pandering to yourself. Pandering I mean... to myself. Okay. Well, look... It's called self-indulgence. And I'm allowed to be self-indulgent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, life's, life's short. Let's Live talk fast. about Sonic. Live fast. Watch Sonic. <laughs> Have you been watching Sonic? Live Sonic. Fast Sonic we watched Sonic Prime as soon as it came out at a normal pace. Um, I'm sure I believe you. Uh, we definitely didn't have to find a dodgy recorded version because it premiered in Roblox, which I refused to download. Yeah, that was such a weird thing. Uh, anyway, I that hope that doesn't do. happen again. No, no, no. I, I hope that I, doesn't happen again so that we can watch it at a normal time like everyone else. Yeah, that would be um, nice. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, do I we think that's enough news. Yeah, I'm I'm all on news out. Um, I think I think you've got a review cooked up for us. I do have a review cooked up for do you, everyone. Do you want it the uh, the little intro? Um, let's do it. friends i am exhausted and i get the feeling i'm not the only one everything is so hectic there's something every single day in between work and uni and everything else that makes up life i'm just tired i try to pick up a book and all the words turn to mush in my mind i've been playing that very popular rpg that everyone's into but i can't solve anything I think my three brain cells went on holiday, which is fair enough. I really wrung out every bit of intelligence and problem solving out of those three brain cells. But I still like puzzles, and I do find the act rejuvenating. But only a certain type of puzzle, and that's where the shape of things come in. 
I requested this one right before my exams and past me was smart. Past me was a genius. This is exactly what I needed to recover from the exam period without feeling like I was trying to decipher some prophecy tablet from an archaeology movie. It is soothing with a colourful and vibrant art style delivered in a cute C3D form. And everything about this game is designed to be soothing, relaxing, to help you switch off your mind and revert to puzzle brain mode. Enough to flex your ability to understand 3D shapes, but not so much that it felt taxing on my poor noggin. So what is the shape of things? Well, you are given an item, perhaps a lunchbox. But that lunchbox is broken up into multiple parts and they're all kind of jumbled together. By rotating, moving and resizing these parts, you assemble the lunchbox. Once assembled, you get to move on to the next item and you're given a coin as a reward. Seven coins lets you use the gacha machine and it rolls out a new level. Each level has its own theme, such as a pond, a classroom or even a railway crossing with each level containing a series of jumbled items to assemble. These levels are simply a backdrop to your problem solving, but they are beautiful. The pond level has a lot of movement and activity, including a friendly frog who checks on you. Initially, I did put off some levels because I thought, am I going to find a railway crossing relaxing? And I did. I found it very relaxing. To solve the amalgamation of bits and pieces and to see the boom gate swing down in the background for warning, ding, 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 ding. I'm not sure how a typically hectic and stressful zone manages to be relaxing, but it does. I threw away my, I threw away my hesitations after that. Now, there are 40 levels, and I've only unlocked half of them. But with so many levels and a bunch of items per level, how does one keep track of it all? Well, let me take you to the hub room, which appears to be a very cozy, cluttered, and visually satisfying bedroom. You have the gacha machine, of course, and your level selector, but you can also access the weather, time of day, credits, settings menu, and the constellation, which keeps track of how many levels you unlocked and how many you fully solved. It is stunning and a fun way to watch my progress evolve. You can also control the weather, choosing from sunny, rainy, snowy, or windy. And you can also change the time of day between sunrise, daytime, sunset, and nighttime. It's honestly worth hanging out in this hub room. The way these control settings and menus have been implemented is quite creative. For example, the exit button is one of those little poseable mannequins often found on an artist's desk. The mannequin is in a running pose, and it's just a little bit of creative humour and joy. The auditory experience is also rather soothing, and fitting for the scene. For the most part, there's some relaxing lo-fi music playing, but I'll also need to talk about the soundscapes in this game. Every level is unique, and the sounds are very appropriate for the setting. Back to the railway crossing, it's mostly quiet until it's time for the boom gates to come down. Ding, 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 it goes, sounding more musical than it usually is. It's not alarming when the train goes by. The pond is filled with the sound of water and wind and the croaking of a frog. When the weather is set too windy, you can hear the breeze moving the tree outside the window. And when you move the pieces around, you are met with satisfying sounds of a wooden block sliding and clicking together, and what sounds like a ratchet being used when blocks are rotated. It's all very low-key, but much appreciated. I definitely recommend headphones for this. So overall, I like the shape of things, and I think it's suited to anyone who relates to the following statements. For example, you enjoy solving a Rubik's Cube, even if you don't know how to solve it. 
You used all your brain cells for exams and assignments, and you just want to solve some simple puzzles without hurting your head. You like ASMR. You like those three-hour-long study-with-me videos on the internet. You like gotcha machines. Or you found this review interesting. It's a pretty simple formula with a simple game loop. Enter a level, rearrange pieces into the item, earn coins, and unlock new levels. But the devs managed to make that a really rewarding, visually beautiful and soothing experience where it's all too easy to just complete another level before you got to go do that thing you really need to do. And when I've been fried for the past month, this has just ended up becoming the perfect little treat of a game. The sound of the shape of things is developed by Hyper 3 Studio and I played it on the PC. sounds so pleasant and meditative. It was very pleasant and meditative. And I was going to initially make a joke that it sounded like an adult version of the game where the where you give your baby uh, those blocks shapes? that you put in the, sh- yeah, the like blocks through the and like, holes. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's OK. Sometimes uh, adults need to be able to fit shapes together. And Adults need quiet time too. Adults do need quiet time. And enrichment. And enrichment. All right. All right. That was the end of Zara's review of The Shape of Things. And now we're going to listen to a review of The Bookwalker by Paul. <laughs> The Bookwalker, Thief of Tales, is the second game by Do My Best, a developer originally from Russia, now based in Finland. Their first game, The Final Station, was a 2D side-scrolling train management and action game based in a zombie apocalypse. The new game is so removed from that style of gameplay, it really goes to show the developer's flexibility and ability to create unique titles. In this game, you play Etienne Quist, who is the titular Bookwalker. The world you inhabit is incredibly interesting, and the title quite literal, as your character can physically enter and walk around inside books. You were a writer who has been convicted of an unspeakable crime, and have been restricted from writing for 30 years. With the goal of regaining your previous abilities, you make a deal with an underground organisation that tasks you with entering books and extracting items. Yes, in this universe, not only can you enter books, you can remove things. Normally these objects would dissipate once removed, but people are aware of the risk. To this end, writers have to misspell dollars, just in case someone works out how to take them out of a book and spend them in the real world. Anyway, your employer has found a way to make things transportable. Why would someone want to take an item from a book? Well, this universe seems to posit the idea that the original writers are long gone, so modern writers can really only create a remix and pastiche of existing ideas, which is a concept I find both interesting and very amusing. So for example, if I wanted to write a book where somebody takes a poison that gives them only the illusion of death, I could jump into Romeo and Juliet and ruin it by stealing that item for my own surefire masterpiece. A very unique universe indeed. From what I could gather, books currently in circulation 
would not be pulled apart whilst those out of circulation could be recontextualized into new work. And the game is smart about exploring such a high concept because like most things with ideas this grand and out of the norm, it would completely fall apart if you were to investigate the mechanics closely. The idea is broadly interesting, but literally very silly. So it uses a light touch to explore the story. Probably my favorite element is when you eventually discover the crime of which your character was convicted. I of course won't say anything about it here, but it was a crime I wasn't predicting and actually raised a lot of interesting ideas for me. I do want that idea explored a little bit further, but as it's presented in the game, I still found it very rewarding. When you embark on your capers, you are told you are required to enter six books and recover items for your employer. Then your cuffs will be removed and you can become a writer again. This shows you what the general structure of the game will be. You're going to go through six different worlds and that's nice as each world takes around an hour or so, give or take, and there will be undoubtedly some twists but you understand the scope. Each world is vastly different and are each presented in a fun way. A briefcase is delivered to your apartment and contains the book, a picture of the author, a short description of your task, and a bit of criticism from a newspaper that might give you a little bit of insight of what you're going to encounter. Once you remove the requested object, there's a special container for you to store it in the briefcase. So how does all this actually play? Well, firstly, while you're in the apartment, which is functionally the hub of the game, it's a first person game. You explore, you read notes, you can open doors, you can talk to your neighbors and receive calls from your employer. Once you go into a book, the game becomes an isometric adventure game with turn-based combat. Now I'd be lying if I said this combat was challenging. I was playing pre-release and the order I got power-ups actually meant by the second level, I could pretty much beat anything in the game without trying. I noticed in the final release, they have changed the order you get the power-ups, however. The changes in perspective really differentiate the literary world from the real world, and the shift between them is really satisfying, as you can leave the books at any time, simply hold a button and you'll zoom out back to your apartment. You might need to get something from the real world. Say you needed a lamington, so you go to the kitchen, get a lamington, go back to the book, whoosh! Now, there's a lamington in the book, yeah! The actual game is far more interesting than my terrible example. Outside of the combat though, it is a solid adventure game which will have you running around different environments, finding items, talking to people and exploring to solve puzzles. There are some hints at branching narratives, but I don't believe there actually is. The choices are simply thematic explorations of possibilities. In the first book you explore, you find yourself a companion, Roderick, who will join you on the rest of your journey. The nature of Roderick is interesting in its own regard, so I won't detail it here, but that relationship develops throughout the game in an interesting way with a satisfying payoff. He can also offer you hints if you get stuck. I played the book Walker on PC via Steam on my Steam Deck. It's also available on Game Pass on both PC and Xbox and PlayStation, which for a small team is a pretty impressive launch. Of note, at the time of this review, the Xbox version and Game Pass version both were unable to receive the day one patch, and I would recommend waiting for that to hit. It does address some progress stopping bugs, which I encountered. Once I'd received the patch, all my issues were resolved, however. This should not be an issue in a few days. I found the game extremely rewarding. The gameplay is straightforward, but the story really grabbed me. It's well written and doesn't overstay its welcome. The worlds are inventive, and just a good level of campy pulp. I mean, why not take Arthurian legend and just put it in space?
nothing's original anyway. That was lovely. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. That was so nice. That was so <laughs> pleasant. It has been a very pleasant episode. No bad vibes. Yeah. I'd say it was. It was pretty pog champ. It was pretty pog champ. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even need to finish the sentence. All right. Well, you're listening to Zed Games with Hazel, Zara, and Maylee, and... It's coming up to the end of our time, so it's time for us to say goodbye. Oh, that's not Pog. That's not very Pog champ. But that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not everything needs to be. All right. (laughs) Have a good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZedGamesAU. See you next time. time.